When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Here we go now. With now. guest host Ben Lyons. It's not just Giannis's league, it's Giannis's world. It's easy to go somewhere and go and win a championship with somebody else. But this is the hard way to do it. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, documentary director Andrea Nix. From CBS to Los Angeles, Jamie Maggio. Coming up, MLB Network host Adnan Verk. Plus, actor Matt Walsh. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Ben Lyons. Our number three right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. Appreciate you joining us, making us a part of your day, whether that's on Westwood One or Sirius XM or right here on Peacock. We, we are everywhere today. We're everywhere. Rich is multimedia, multi-platform. He can speak in big general CEO terms like Tom Brady. <laughs> Danny, very excited to engage with fans across multiple platforms, creating short form contact, uh, content to engage millennials. A lot of buzzwords there. A lot of buzzwords. Somebody who knows something about short term content, uh, short, short form content. He, uh, he's got a podcast cinephile on the Meadowlark Media Network. He's on MLB. He's on DAZONE. Had a cup of coffee with the WWE and sat with me during the Sundance screening of Sorry to Bother You, a <laughs> film that we hope to never see again. It's my dear friend Adnan Vark. How are you, Adnan? Ben, great to be with you as always. I thought you were going to say, speaking of short-form content, here's my short friend, Adnan Burke. Yes, <laughs> thank you for running through the uh, laurels that we've done together. Only you can appreciate this. Uh, and then we'll get to whatever you need to talk about, because this is very self-indulgent. But I finally read the Mark Harris book, Pictures in a Revolution. You know this is a critical book among cineasts and cinephiles. He talks about Bonnie and Clyde, guests who's coming together in the heat of the night, etc. came out like 13 years ago, right? I finally read the book. I reach out to our producer, Chris Cody, who you know and love, and say, hey, I know Mark Harris has a new book about Mike Nichols out, but I finally want to read. I finally read that book. I want to talk to Mark about it. Random House, all over it, sends me the copy of this new book about Mike Nichols. 600-page book. For those who don't know, one best director, The Graduate, May and Nichols. I mean, obviously, legendary director, et cetera. So I'm here at work right now. I'm ready to come on MLB Network once the Rangers and Tigers are over, but I'm locked into this Mike Nichols biography. How many other people are doing this <laughs> other than you and me? I, honestly, Adnan, you are one of one. I'm always amazed at your passion for Vaisika Hema uh, as well as uh, Amanda Seyfried. So you just really have the whole spectrum covered. Um, I love I, a good Eagles punt returner. He was great back in the day. Love Vi. I do love Vi. I do want to uh, talk about my Dodgers out here in L.A., being that one of your many jobs is working for M- the MLB Network. Dodger fans starting to boo Kenley Jansen at the stadium. What's happening? 
So it's crazy. I remember a month ago or so, Brian Kenny, another former ESPNer who does a great job here at MLB Network, was saying, look at the numbers. Kenley Jansen is having a great season. I'm like, he is? I'm like, I hadn't really paid enough attention to it. And I was like, oh, yeah. I actually had really put it together. And I remember you and I were texting a year ago, like, dude, he's done. Like, it's just, it's frustrating. It's upsetting. I know how great he's been, but you can't rely on this guy. And I couldn't imagine him coming back. But ultimately, he was able to bounce back after last season. Had a great first half. But now lately... You've seen the concerns. You see why I still think it isn't a strength for the Dodgers. You can see what you want with the Dodgers right now, but the fact that ultimately you don't believe in this guy. Now, listen, it was his first blown save at home against the Giants since 2013. And Dave Roberts, for the record, said he was disappointed to hear Dodgers fans booing Jansen. But I get it, Ben. When you're a Dodger diehard, you go, we can't go through this again. And these games are so critical. Like, say this for the Giants. Everyone keeps saying, well, they're not as good as the Dodgers. We'll wait and see what's the second half. In the first half, they have one of the easiest schedules in baseball. The last time I checked, we're almost at the trading deadline, and they're still in first place. So until L.A. catches them, San Francisco is really the team to beat right now in the National League West. And the Padres are five and a half games back, and they still have the headlines. And I love Tatis because he's so electrifying, but... The Giants need to get some respect. Posey's been remarkable. Brandon Crawford, their starting pitching is no joke. Dee Sclafani, Kevin Gossman could win the Cy Young if it wasn't for DeGrom. So, unfortunate to hear the Bluebirds, but I think it's basically an indictment of the fact that Dodgers fans know, Ben, San Francisco's legit, and these games are critical. Fun fact about the San Francisco Giants, they recently hired a former NFL linebacker named Brian Peters as a special breath consultant. Brian now oh, works with professional athletes and helps them master their breath on the mound, on the field, on the pitch, and have breath control. And the Giants have hired Brian and his services. I know this because I met him at the car rental place over a three-hour wait, and uh, we became fast friends as I was struggling with my breathing. So fun fact about the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Adnan, there was so much talk about the star power of Shohei Otani during the MLB All-Star festivities since then, he's gone to throw six innings, and he's had another home run. But I, I look at these NBA Finals, and I'm like, wow, Bobby Portis is a household name across America. That's because he's playing when it matters most. If the Angels can't keep getting in the postseason or being in games that matter come October, how do you think that impacts the star power of Shohei Otani as long as he's in Anaheim? I don't think it impacts at all, Ben, I'll be honest. It will be great to see him thrive in October. I'd love to see him win a World Series, but nothing is slowing down the emotion and the cavalcade of, of roaring right now for Otani. In the last couple of days, he signed an exclusive multi-year memorabilia deal with Fanatics. He's signing baseballs, 450 bucks, jerseys, 700 bucks, photos, 390 bucks. Right now, for Fanatics to sell on the MLB online show. This is after he accounted for 28% of all all-star game merchandise sales. That's one dude among 40 who's accounting for almost 30% of all the sales. And since the start of July, he is the top-selling athlete on Fanatics across all sports. Let me repeat, that is the almighty NFL, that is the NBA, that is hockey, that is MLS. He's the number one-selling guy now since the start of July. He's making $6 million in endorsements annually. That's the most of any active player in baseball. So I'm with you that the narrative would be a lot nicer if Otani goes into October and dominates. But the Angels pitching is horrid, and that's not going to happen this year. But there is no denying this guy's charisma and his one-of-a-kind ability when it comes to pitching and specifically hitting. The fact he's leading the league in home runs. I'd love to see him in the playoffs, but right now it doesn't matter. Nothing can dull the star power of Otani. Adnan Verk joins the show. You know him from MLB Network and DAZN, as well as the host of the Cinephile podcast, 
part of the Meadowlark Media Empire. Yesterday, the other Cinna podcast host on Meadowlark, Amin El Hassan, came on this show and said that his Cinna podcast was the best Cinna podcast on the platform. As the host of Cinephile, what do you have to say about the host of Cinephobe and his harsh comments? Uh, listen, I love Amin El Hassan. He's a wonderful guy. Obviously, had a few uh, moments together at ESPN when I was filming with Priscilla. I know what he's doing. He's trying to bait me into some sort of tug of war. But listen, I respect the uh, opposition. I don't know what the numbers are. I can't actually look at the data, but I think we both have loyal audiences. Clearly, he looks at bad movies. I look at great movies. And I was a previous guest, by the way, on Cinephobe. So this is kind of like when Leno used to be a guest on Letterman all the time. And then eventually they had this big rivalry and the big separation. So listen, I've been a guest of this show. Well, he really set me up, Ben. He goes, hey, which of the following movies do you love? And I, of course, know the premise of the show, which is that whatever I like, he's going to hate. But I believe the options were like, you know, The Departed, Cape Fear, Shape of Water. I knew Shape of Water would be a tougher argument, so I went with The Departed. And then I went on a show, and he kept telling me how The Departed stinks. And I'm like, listen, I, oh, we all know it's not Scorsese's best. It's still a really good movie. And as I pointed out, when you look at that year, you cannot tell me Babel is a movie that you're looking to watch more than The Departed. All right? It's still elite company. It's still elite talent. And um, even if I didn't win that war with the meat on his podcast, I think Cinephile is more than holding itself. And then this is why I love having you on the show, because we were actually talking babble in studio earlier in the week here on the Rich Eisen Show. So where else are you going to get two babble references than when Adnan comes on the show? And something about Cinephile that uh, Cinephobe doesn't have. Cinephile's been to the Academy Awards. Yeah, absolutely. I was about to say, our ace in the hole is my man Ben Lyons, who clearly took Cinephile, which was this fledgling entity, and then you gave us actual street cred by getting me to the Oscars, not once but twice. We won an Emmy together, although I don't even know what the category is because it was too long. It was like best interactive use of social media within an entertainment venue. <laughs> and, then we got, and then we got nominated again the next year. So you're right. Ben Lyons is my secret weapon. And I yeah. love the fact you've been, by the way, I mean, it's three different iterations here of Cinephile. ESPN, Cadence 13, and now with Metal Arc. You've been a part of every one of them. So you are part of the hatchery. Well, I appreciate that, Adnan, and I know like you, growing up, a young boy who loved film, you always dreamed of winning best interactive live stream at an event <laughs> across multiple platforms, also being hosted by a Disney star. So I think that's something we all got to live out our dreams on. Um, but what do you remember about those Oscar nights? I know you got to interact with Kobe Bryant the year that he won an Academy Award. Yeah. You got to call the, the, the missing envelope, the mistaken envelope uh, between La La Land and Moonlight, one of the great calls in the history of broadcasting. What do you remember from those Oscar nights? <laughs> that was my Do You Believe in Miracles moment. As you know, I was in L.A. a couple weeks ago for DeZone calling a few fights. Unfortunately, you weren't in L.A. at the time. I would have loved to see you. But in honor of you, because whenever I'm in L.A., I think of you and, and hanging with you. So I actually did the pilgrimage. I went to the Kodak Theater. I just hopped in an Uber, went there to check it out. I'm like, I, I relive that memory, as silly as it may seem, <laughs> of walking. I mean, there's no red carpet there now, but in that area and looking up those that glorious staircase as you go up into the Kodak Theater. And, of course, we were backstage. So, dude, it was, it was remarkable. Looks a little different on a Thursday in July across the street from a Hooters on Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard, doesn't it? I was about to say, so Black Widow, you're right, it was a Thursday night, and Black Widow was opening. So I, maybe I forget this, but I didn't realize Jimmy Kimmel is next door, like it's across the street from the, the Kodak Theater. So all these fans are actually lining up in the theater to go see Black Widow. And I'm thinking, all right, I mean, it was, it was okay. I, I love seeing Ray Winstone pick up a check, speaking of The Departed, my man Frenchie. But it, it is a little different when you just see, you know, passerby wandering around and 
strong smell of weed in the air. And I'm like, okay, this isn't exactly the, the love of cinephiles that I was thinking it would be. But <laughs> we go back to those memories together. I'll never forget when we, we had one of the most immortal moments ever together. It wasn't just my call. You were there with me. When we saw that Moonlight actually won Best Picture, and it wasn't La La Land, our guy, camera, Denny, Denny was his name, the stage manager, he was the one pointing to the camera to our right. And as you were talking and filling Thomas Sophia Carson, I looked over and I just saw Kleiner, and, and, and I didn't realize what the hell was happening, but I realized that, that clearly La La Land was not best picture. And then in real time, we kind of made that call together, and you had the great ass live, still a great night for the Academy. But all I really cared about then was this. I befriended Barry Jenkins because I knew he was a big college football fan. So we had DM'd each other, and in November of that year, before Moonlight was released, but it was creating some buzz, we had him on Cinephile, and he was awesome. And then when I saw him there on the red carpet, I just you know, basically said, hey, I'm pulling for you, and blah, 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 and he was great. He couldn't have been more gracious. So all I cared about was not only that Barry won and Moonlight was vindicated, but I hoped he would hear my call, because, of course, selflessly, that's all I cared about. And when we had him on Cinephile, let's say six months later, I think it was actually it was a year later. It was about if, if Bill Street could talk. I'd always say it was like, oh, Barry, did you hear my call? Like, I know you were there and you saw what happened with Kimmel, but did you see what I did? And he goes, honestly, I went back to Florida State to receive something, and they played your call. And I'm like, all right, that's all I care about. Al Michaels, you believe in miracles. You know I was a part of film history. Adnan Virk joins the show, the host of the Cinephile Podcast, a dear friend and a correspondent, of course, and host for MLB Network and DAZN. And Adnan, something I really enjoy about that night in particular, we got a chance to go to a, a fun little Oscar after party. I'm just looking for the free food because we've been on our feet all day long. This is an opportunity for you to go up to literally everyone in Hollywood and just say something. And I just always appreciate your approach. Like if you see Michael Keaton on Oscar night, what do you do? What do you go up and say to him? <laughs> So I'm waiting in line for some French fries, and it's Michael Keaton and his lady, and me and my wife, Eamon, and I wasn't sure what to say. And as I'm thinking of some clever, witty thing I could say to Michael Keaton, he turns and makes eye contact because, hey, I didn't, how you doing? And now I almost fainted that Michael Keaton actually knows who I am. So we start blubbering away, and, and clearly my wife made a mistake because she said something about I love Batman, which he was okay with, but I think he might have given a slight eye roll, like, okay, another Batman, or, or when's the next Beetlejuice coming out, something like that. But I quickly thought of Game 6 which is a great little baseball indie movie in which Michael Keaton plays a playwright, much like your dad, diehard Red Sox fan, and he has a play opening up on Broadway, and all he cares about is Game 6, 86, of course, that Immortal World Series, Buckner against the Mets. So I mentioned Game 6 to him, and he actually he did smile. He goes, oh, man, thanks so much. He goes, you know, we made the movie for, like, nothing. Because I don't even know how little we made, but I'm so glad you saw it. I said, of course, as a baseball lover, indie movie lover, I thought it was wonderful. And then we talked about the Pirates. You know, he's obviously a big Pittsburgh guy. And I said, man, I wish the Pirates were better. Clemente Bridge is so nice, et cetera. And then he kind of made a joke something about, I was in a good mood before I talked to you. Now you brought up the fact that Pirates stink and will for a long time. And after that, I realized it was my time to get a quick getaway. But I love the fact <laughs> that when I would see Star and get excited, like John Fabry, like, I, I know John. Like, I can introduce you. I'm like, that's a good guy. I just want to tell him I love swingers. And that's it. I just go up, <laughs> give a little swingers line, and move on to the next person. It was such a great night, man. I can't thank you enough. Adnan Virk joining the show in addition to his work with the MLB, covering film with me at the Academy Awards. Adnan has a little bit of juice still in the world of WWE. We're in the presence of some WWE <laughs> legends in here and TJ Jefferson and Chris Brockman. You guys have anything pressing about the WWE that you need to ask Adnan about? Take it away, TJ. Well, I, Adnan, I just, I mean, if you're up for talking about it, I mean, you had a, you had a quick cup of coffee there and I was just wondering, like, how was your experience? Listen, honestly, the people there were awesome. I mean, I'll never say a bad word about Corey Graves and about Byron Saxton. You know, we all know what it's like when you're on a team and you're on the weakest link, and that's never a good feeling. And those guys, and I knew I was obviously the weakest link, but 
They never made me feel that way. They were so kind and supportive and recognizing the fact that, you know, I'd never called wrestling on any level. I hadn't followed the sport in a long time, and I was trying to learn on the fly. And as Corey said to me, he goes, you are learning something on live television in this age of social media and trolls. Like, I don't envy the position you're in, but you have all the tools here for success. So we all know it's all about teammates. I'll always be indebted to Corey and Byron, how great they were in terms of, hey, I'll call more of the terminology. You call the finishers. We can, we can help you finesse this. And uh, it was very, very generous of them. People often ask about the, the wrestlers themselves. All great. You know, when, when, when I was dismissed and, and things didn't work out, Drew McIntyre reached out right away. Ginger Mahal, of course, I would love, South Asian and Canadian. Um, Big E was awesome. He's a huge college football guy. He messaged me and said, dude, I hope you're not, you know, the, you know I don't feel have any uh, bad feelings about this experience. It's a really hard job to do play-by-play, blow-by-blow for Monday Night Raw. They threw you in the pool, and, um, you know, hopefully we'll see at some point. The weird thing, and you guys know this, is WWE, there's a lot of comebacks. There's a lot more comebacks in, in that sport than I think even in boxing. So who knows? Maybe I could resurface one day, but I, I really did enjoy my experience. I'm grateful to people I worked with. I wish I'd done a better job. You know, that's on me. I, I wish I'd been better at it. But um, it was a grind. I mean, I've got four boys, ages 13, 10, 4, and 2, as Ben listed all my jobs. It's pretty hard when I'm leaving every Sunday, flying there, Monday night raw, Tuesday, flying back first thing. And I'm worried about my kid dentist appointments. And, oh, by the way, I've got a two-hour show. So I don't know what he cares about my problems and issues. But it, it was a lot of work to do. But I'm grateful that it happened. And I got to meet Vince McMahon a couple of times and, Obviously, had live uh, feedback from him, so it was a really cool experience for sure. As Ben said to me afterwards when he texted me, it's a great story one day to tell the grandkids. Well, I just love watching Absolutely. you uh, on wow. doing the, the Monday Night Raw thing, WWE, just sneaking in a promising young woman reference. Well, <laughs> I was so grateful you saw that because, you know, I'm, I'm, listen, the cavalcade of negativity was kind of tough to overcome whenever I would check social media. So thank God I would get a text from my friend Ben Lyons because this was after the Oscars, and I'm like, okay, how many movie references can I get in? And, of course, most of the audience is not going to get them. But thank God my boy Ben recognized in a Mandy Rose bump shot, God's greatest creation. I said, there she is, <laughs> promising a woman up next. And as I texted Ben afterwards, you know, how many people actually got the reference? This is a movie about a woman who's, like, been assaulted, who's trying to get revenge on men, and I'm just getting it in here to Money Night Rock. Fairly certain most of the audience didn't get it. Thank God Ben did. And then we sadly have to say goodbye. Didn't have time to talk about Silence, your favorite religious persecution movie that you drove three hours to New York City to see on Christmas Day. But something to save for next time on the show. Thanks so much, buddy. How about this, Ben? I flew to the zone, L.A., a couple weeks ago. And of the movies available on the flight, Silence was one of them. I couldn't believe it. I did watch Quick Change, which I love. One of my dad's favorite comedies, The Great Bill Murray, only movie he directed. I rewatched him on Malcolm X again. I watched King of Kong, which I know you know. It's a documentary from 07. I finally saw it. King of Kong, a fistful of quarters. But Silence was available. So the next flight, I'll dial it up. Thanks, boys. And then Burke, a file podcast. Mic drop. Nice of him to join us after taking Appreciate a break from being the Micro Machines yeah. guy. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Testaverde. <laughs> Strong reference, anybody here is able to pull that one. I love that dude. He's like listening to a podcast on speed and a half. He's like the amazing. people who live, listen to podcasts at 1.5x. That's Adnan. <laughs> Those people are psychopaths, but Adnan is the man. Adnan Burke. Glad he has a, a positive outlook on his time. Oh my there. god, he loved the wrestling experience. Yeah. The fact that he got to do that, even for a short amount and of it time. And it stinks. He only got, I think, seven, eight weeks, two months. It, it is. It's your live TV. It's tough. And mm -hmm. he was he was getting better each and every week. It just.
He appreciates the opportunity. Out. He's a pro broadcaster, and something tells me he, he might pop up again in the world of oh, wrestling. I would, I would say there's a great chance you're going to see Who him knows? back in some capacity. Very excited for our next guest. The show continues to get Hollywood as Matt Walsh is going to check in, talk all things Justin Fields, his Chicago Bears, as well as a new film called Unplugged with Eva Longoria. So look forward to catching up with Matt, friend of the show, next. It's Ben Lyons here filling in for Rich in the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Where did Stefan come from? Did that, uh, was uh, that... That came from uh, two things. John Mulaney wrote that with me. And John, I deserve a lot of credit for Stefan because mm-hmm. he wrote so much of the rhythm of that and the, and the specifics of it. And clearly I found it funny because uh, I laughed every time uh, we did it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we ever did it where I didn't laugh. John will put in different things or he'll tell me as I'm walking out and it's just like throwing stuff at me. And when I hosted last, John came out as yeah. shy, his lawyer, who's also a piss artist. Yeah. And, um, and he came in and he, this is all John and John whispered it. And he comes out, and and he, I thought he was gonna do it kind of like in the Stefan voice, like, hey, Stefan, or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he comes out, and he goes, hello, Stefan. <laughs> he talked in a very normal voice. <laughs> he goes, hello, Stefan. Hello, everyone. And he kind of talked in this real official voice. <laughs> and I started laughing. And then he whispered in my ear, he goes, oh, I have something to tell you. And he just whispers in my ear, my girlfriend works at Yoshinoa Beef Ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, and I just started laughing. It's over. Just to like it's just punching me in the face he's like hey by the way my girlfriend I'm like if you watch it I'm like what I'll tell you I know you're not supposed to laugh at this stuff and break in the middle of a scene but 
That's oh, I broke amazing. every time. You yeah, did? the first time was we had a club promoter named Amnesia Bern- Bernstein, and it didn't really get anything. <laughs> and then he goes, Amnesia Bernstein didn't really get anything. And he goes, I'll change it to something else. And then as I was walking out, he goes, oh, I changed Amnesia Bernstein to Gay Leota. <laughs> <laughs> And I started laughing. So the minute I roll out, I'm like, <laughs> All right, the other one was, uh, sorry, the other one that made me laugh was he said, he'll change a little things. We had a, we had, we had written a, uh, uh, also at the club was uh, a two-year-old ultimate fighter, Julie Lips Jackson. He's got fists like empanadas and he's addicted to ecstasy. That's what we wrote. And then he wrote. So it was like two-year-old, uh, two-year-old, two-year-old ultimate fighter, Drewly Lips Jackson. Uh, he's got fists like imp- he's got fists like empanadas, and they turn the cue card. <laughs> it said, and "He's my best friend." <laughs> so when he turns the card, it says, and "He's my best friend." But oh I lost oh it. My God. I was like, John. I am like and, so and behind the cue cards past him I can uh, see him and Sandberg up against the wall just like <laughs> watching me laughing like just do this dude welcome back to the Rich Eisen show Ben Lyons in for Rich we are here on Peacock of course and the Rich Eisen show rolls on very excited to bring on our next guest you know it's funny in this silly Hollywood hustle you have <laughs> that is what and, it is, by the way. Right? It's such a, hell, like a Hollywood hustle. Just, <laughs> totally you have friends or acquaintances or relationships or people you know that you know, but you only know them in these Hollywood settings. Right. You know, you only see them when you're both guests on a show. You run into them in the green room, oh, or you're hey, both the guests on a podcast. I have a podcast. You have a podcast. Hey, come on in. Hey. But that's a very Hollywood way to know someone. But they're not Hollywood people. They're just like normal guys, normal women, just people yeah. who have families. Yes, the Hollywood thing's their job, but they're from a normal part of the country. And, and I always laugh when I when I think of Matt Walsh, who was so funny on Veep and's got a new movie called Unplugged with Eva Longoria, and, and that he's like not a Hollywood guy. This guy wants to talk Bears, wants to talk Bulls, Chicago sports, Justin Fields, and I see him on podcast TV shows. Last week we played golf on a simulator live on Twitch. Raised two, raised two grand for the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. Shout wow. out to the Jaguars. That's awesome. But it's just funny because I'm sitting there, I'm like, I've seen Matt Walsh uh, as a guest on Mostly Football when I hosted with Martellus Bennett. Uh, I saw him on a podcast. I see him on Twitch. Now he's uh, joining us on the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich, and I believe we've got Matt on the line. Well, not yet. Uh, he's yeah, being yeah, Hollywood. Not yet. Yeah, he's, he's, he's actually kind of Hollywooding us right now. He's a Hollywood guy. Oh, yep. five million, we can't, we can't yeah. get a hold of him. You, you know what I love about Hollywood people when they call you? <laughs> I have Chris Brockman for Ben. I'm like, okay. And then now I'm waiting. <laughs> right. Exactly. They called you, and now you, you have, have to wait. wait. Hey, uh, I've got uh, Ben Lyons calling for Chris. Then now you have to wait for me to get on the uh, phone. Uh, please hold. What? How about, <laughs> hey, what's up? It's Ben. How are you? I used to answer the phones at a production company when I first started in L.A., and it was funny. That's exactly, they, you call them, like, wait, I have to connect them. I'm like, yeah. you didn't call? Yeah, I'm like, connect yeah, Matt. I used to, right. no, I, Matt I, so I used to work for you. a guy who would say, yeah, tell <laughs> him I'm on the phone, a conference call with Japan. It's really important. <laughs> so we got Hollywooded a little bit just now. That's okay, because our next guest is one of the most Hollywood guys I know. I only see him on talk show podcasts. We're live on Twitch. Uh, it's Matt Walsh who joins the show. How are you, Matt? Great to, great to connect on another uh, entertainment program. 
I prefer Twitch icon, Ben. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I barely know what Twitch is. That was an education last week. Things are good. It's hot in the valley. How are you? Doing well. I wonder if you're sweating it out about who your starting quarterback's going to be, Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. Are you feeling confident with your Chicago Bears heading into be. this season? I, I think it'll be Andy Dalton. I think they paid money for him to teach you know, a little bit to the youngster and also let him transition. I hope they don't pull him out too early. Like That's my goal. Cause, uh, if I'm them, assess the assess the schedules if we're eight and eight you know if we're shooting for eight and eight or if we're going to squeak into the playoffs then maybe throw trot fields out but i don't see andy dalton lasting the whole season i'll be honest you can hear the pain in matt's voice as a bears fan (laughs) that's the energy and the hope and the excitement you want going into a season well if we're shooting for eight and eight maybe we'll have this guy I mean, it's been tough being a Bears fan. What do you think your lowest moment has been as a Bears fan in your career? Oh, my God. Uh, drafting a Canadian football league for our coach, uh, a superstar named uh, Trustman. Oh, Mark. Having him run the program into the ground, that was a low point. I got to experience one of the high points in recent years uh, at Soldier Field. You know, my Aunt Jean is a diehard Bears fan. She wears a Bears head on her head when we go to the games. And uh, they beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to win the NFC North. When you see what's going on with Aaron and Green Bay, it's got to get you excited as a Bears fan and their chances this year. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's uh, He's the number one Bear killer. Like, he, if they have the ball with, you know, any time at the end of the game, they're going to he's going to get them in field position and they're going to squeak one out. So yeah, they're, they're the nemesis. And, uh, I was lovey Smith when he came to town, he's, he said, I don't know what's going to happen, but we will beat green Bay. And that's what, that's kind of how Chicago looks at their season. So beating green Bay is everything, uh, especially with Aaron Rodgers back there. So it's interesting too, cause there's no, I don't know. Like, how do you negotiate with a whole town? Like that whole town owns the team. So does he have to talk to the shareholders or like, do you know what I mean? There's no, like, McCaskey to go, hey, let's sit down and iron this out. That could be part of the problem in the communication breakdown is that he's on an email CC'd with 248,000 people or however many people <laughs> yeah. live in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, I own a quarter share of the company, and I'd like to say something. <laughs> Matt Walsh joins the show, two-time Emmy-nominated actor from Veep and has a new film with uh, Eva Longoria called Unplugged. I remember you telling me the premise for this, and I, I think it's so great. Share with the class, will you? Because this is something I think everybody could uh, benefit from. It's basically a couple who agrees to go on like a digi detox weekend because their their marriage is not it's sizzling out. There's something wrong, and they're on their screens too much. So they go away to a beautiful remote area, but they put their screens down and instantly become paranoid because they don't know what to do with themselves without looking at you know looking things up on Google, et cetera, and they become paranoid and. Uh, freaked out, and there's some locals there who amp up their paranoia, and by the end of it, they have to like get back home without any technology. So it's a comedy, and it's uh, and I think it is relevant. Obviously, when I, when I go on, I always tease my wife, but when we have a date night, I make her drive so she can't pick up the phone. I, I honestly, you know, know how it is as a diehard sports fan, uh, like you are, in that you're you're always having access to information, stats, things you can look up. So it's a challenge to say, i got to log off the computer at 2 in the morning looking up which running back I'm going to take in the sixth round. 
This is like yeah, a real issue fan, that sports on, fans honey, face. My fantasy tight end pulled a hamstring. I just have to like figure this out. <laughs> Are you deep in fantasy leagues now? Are you getting ready? You have mock drafts happening at the Walsh household. Oh my god! I wish I was that good. I'm the classic. Uh, I'm the classic. Make it to the playoffs, get to the final game, and not win. So I get, in the true American sense, in our league. I think the winner makes like sixteen hundred bucks, and second place gets like three hundred or four hundred. You know what I mean? It's the classic American: you reward first place, and then second place, you barely get your entry fee back. <laughs> well, now's the time in fantasy football where you know stakes can be set. Where if you come in last, there's a punishment, or you know you see leagues going around with tattoos that you know go for for losing or winning. I'm forever immortalized on West Third Street here in West Hollywood in Goal Sports Bar for being dead last in their fantasy league <laughs> with a statue. But talk to me a little you're bit about your fantasy league, your crew, any odd traditions with what you guys do? Wait, hold on. Don't, don't. You have a statue of yourself in a bar because <laughs> you came in last? It's a statue that has my name on it. It's a crying football player, and it says Ben Lyons, 2019, number one loser <laughs> or something like that. Okay. All right, I just wanted to, in case I run into that place. All right. Uh, the, the, right now, the, the tradition is you pay, of course, first place gets another like 300 or 150 bucks from last place or 200 bucks. But there has been talks of like various, you know, punishments or shame, like wearing the ugliest watch in the world for a year. Or, uh, but it, it has never come to fruition. We just, it's more about bits and insulting each other and, you know, smack talking, basically. Matt Walsh joins the show. Got a new film called Unplugged, Emmy nominated, Emmy nominated actor. What's that? Unplugging, it's called. Excuse me. Sorry, I was plugged in. Uh, I thought it was unplugged. It's Unplugging, starring it's Eva Longoria. The producers on it, yeah. They're producers on it, yeah. No, no stone left unturned here at the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Uh, you, you started this wonderful theater out here, UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade, and, and you've had some wonderful um, improv opportunities with guys like Blake Griffin and other athletes over the years. Talk to me about Blake the Comedian. Blake's funny. Like, he's uh, charismatic and funny and gets it, as they say. Uh, he's great. I've worked with a lot of – I actually worked with the Globetrotters, too. I used to teach them improv for many seasons. During spring training, I would get to go out to some, like, mediocre Holiday Inn in, in the middle of Long Island and uh, meet the rookies and sort of teach them how to commit to the fiction that they're stepping into and how to exaggerate, you know, basic one-on-one stuff. But uh, but a lot of the guys, like, obviously, the, the showman and that and the, the, the main guy and the Globetrotters, they, they have chops. Like, they don't need to learn anything. Sounds but. like you're the Akeem Olajuwon, the way that like guys, big men go and learn drop step post moves. Bring in Matt Walsh for the Globetrotter. He's going to teach you how to throw a bucket full of water that doesn't have water. We should do that. We should start a school where we help athletes transition into show business because you obviously could help with that as well. Like you're in the sports world, and I could teach a little improv. And we just we just take, but we scout our athletes. Like we just start looking at guys in post game interviews, and we go. That guy's money. No, he's, he'll never make it. So we just start recruiting them, and then we just build like a dynasty of all the best acting athletes. That's what I'm doing right now, watching these Milwaukee Bucks celebrate their NBA title. I'm scouting for our improv comedy league. I think P.J. Tucker with his uh, bottle of champagne and two natty lights has a bright future. <laughs> Who's the most charismatic guy on that squad? Who do you think's going to 
capture the enter the the eyes of America for the next few years. Oh, it's, it's obviously the Greek freak. Obviously the Greek freak, but we've been having a lot of fun celebrating NBA champion Bobby Portis, <laughs> who uh, at one point uh, punched his teammate when he played for your Chicago Bulls. Now he's getting his name chanted in Milwaukee. He's a champion. Oh, that's awesome. You big Bulls fan? What's that. the state of the Bulls right now? And in, in the post-Jordan years, it's been kind of tough for you, I would imagine, in Chicago. Yeah, it has, but they're rebuilding, and uh, there was promise last season. I'm optimistic that uh, they make the playoffs this year. You know, that that would be my bold statement or my hot take, the Bulls, for whatever reason. Obviously, the Bucks are amazing, but uh, I think they squeak in. Matt Walsh joins the show. The movie is Unplugging. We played uh, a little game of Celebrity Showdown last week on Twitch. Got to raise some money for charity. You brought your caddy, Andy Richter. Well, what's your golfing scene like out here in L.A.? Where are you playing? Who are you playing with? You had a nice swing. Oh, come on. Uh, ben won that match for anyone who cares about the stakes of that. Uh, him and his partner. Apparently us. 2 million people watched, including some guy named Squatting Dog on Twitch, so they were all <laughs> excited. Was it really 2 million people? That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Uh, <laughs> you work so hard to have your art shown, but you and I hitting golf balls in a simulator as 2 million people named Squatting Dog watching. Yeah, we have 2 million people now right, listening to this. Uh, I, I, I play a lot of the municipal courses like with guys like uh, Richter and uh, a bunch of like comedy writers, Scott Armstrong, who wrote like uh, old school and uh, those kind of movies, uh, semi-pro. Uh, so I know a lot of Chicago like guys who live out here. We play uh, kind of just pick up golf. We don't usually shell out too much money for the nice courses. Although you gave me a nice hot tip on a Borrego Springs course, which I'm going to check out when I. When it, when it cools down. That's right. If you ever wanted to golf on Mars, this is the closest thing to it. Rams Hill down in Borrego Springs. Um, it's the only sport you get better at as you get older. I still feel maybe delusionally so that my best golf's in front of me. It keeps me coming back. Yeah. Uh, for you, when it comes to comedy and continuing to find the joke, continuing to improv, continuing to take on movies, we've been talking today about Tom Brady's motivation in, in year 276 as he's going for his 412 Super Bowl What's your motivation as a comedian as you continue your career on? I always try to involve myself in projects where I can influence. the. It's, it's going to be comedy. Drama is not as fun. And uh, I try to step into projects where, that are collaborative where I can influence the comedy. Either I get to write it or pitch ideas to the writers or we, we get to improvise stuff on set. And, you know, directing a little bit here and there. Uh, Obviously, you get the most influence. But going back to golf, I feel like golf is the one sport with the most, like, diminishing returns. Because everybody I know, every friend I know, I just went back to Chicago, they were practicing in their yard all summer, and then they never got better. And I feel like any other endeavor in life, if you spend as much time focusing like you do on golf, you would have built a guest house, or you would have, like, built a sailing boat from scratch. You know what I mean? Like the hours that people put in to get better at golf aren't as fruitful as other pursuits. Would you agree with that? I agree 100%. And I also think it's the only sport you can watch on television and watch the best in the world do it and think to yourself sitting on the couch, oh, I can do that better. It's the only sport yeah. where you have that feeling sitting on the couch. You're right. Because it doesn't look that athletic. It's not like someone's leaping from the free throw line and 
you know, dunking. Matt Walsh joins the show. The movie is Unplugging, and you can watch him on Twitch playing golf very soon, I'm sure. Appreciate you, you taking the time. You Get excited for Justin Fields. I know you got beige water pistol and you're fired up, but when Justin Fields shows up, then things get serious. Oh, he's going to be great. I, I, that's why I don't want to ruin him. I, I want to like lay off him as much as we can. And I wanted. Did you get to see the new Space Jam? Did you? Did you care about it? I'm waiting to take my niece and nephew. I want to go through uh, childlike eyes, and I want to see okay. it through through with their enthusiasm. So hopefully, do that coming up. Why do you want? Did All you? Right. Did you get a chance to go see uh, Space Jam? I like. I love LeBron. I'm a LeBron fan, and I saw a little bit last night. And I wasn't because the kids had it on. I wasn't drawn in. So I'm, and they weren't totally on board but i'll watch it so i just want to see what the adults think of space jam and think of like lebron and the other act the the nba actors in the movie you know oftentimes matt when you think of the great pieces of uh, a cinema whether it's something in recent years like roma it's much it's much more uh, deeper appreciation on the second viewing so hopefully a deeper dive on space jam you'll get some of the nuances that are, are throughout the film i'm sure and i guess if you had to cast the next space jam three would you would you go with the greek freak at this point Oh yeah, I mean, let's go global. Okay. Let's let's uh, let's get everybody Bigger involved. Market. I mean, this guy's yeah. the you know he's gonna listen, Matt. When you when you have a Greek philosopher from Milwaukee telling you that your ego is in the past and your pride is in your future, but your presence is your humility, that sells. That sounds like an animated movie for kids, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a good hero. I love that guy. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty special. Yeah. Thanks for taking some time, man. I hope to see you on a talk show or podcast soon. Yeah, nice catching up. Matt Walsh joining the show, diehard Bears fan. Tempered expectations. Not not wanting Justin Fields out there. Right, I know. I was surprised. He's like, he's like, if we go for eight and eight, that'll be great. It just shows you how a Bears fan has been beaten down for all these years. They really have. They've been man, I to go to a to go to a, a soldier field uh game where the Bears have a chance to beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to win the division. That was that was an all-time sports experience for me, and to see my like aunt that. Jean with a bear head on her head, just crushing beers, I was like, ah, Chicago sports rule. This rips. Was it like full-on mascot head? Like, did she have Hold to? On. Did she have to look through the? No, kind she of the, put, the yeah, mesh? had the flaps on the side, okay. and um, and she's you know she's probably five four and change on a good day, five five. Um, so with the bear, she's like six two. So what was the seat really situation? Were you getting uh, heckled by the people behind you? Like move the hat? No, like, they were mean? all dressed up like bears too. Oh, so okay. it was like we were on the set of the Revenant with like the prop master. <laughs> it was just a wild experience <laughs> that I hold in my heart uh, fondly. <laughs> Got celebrity birthdays. The show rolls on. This is a quick one today. Ben lines in for Rich. Coming up next, celebrity birthdays right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So the last style bender that's based on on what? It's based off uh, a TV show I, I watched, The Avatar. It's a Nickelodeon show. Okay. And Ang, the main character, he had to realize his destiny as the Avatar by mastering all the four elements, which is water, earth, fire, and air, mm-hmm. to realize his destiny. And for me, in this in this realm, I have to realize my destiny as the Avatar by mastering all the elements of the of martial arts. So. A lot of stuff in that show is all kind of correlates with my life with different characters. So even I got tough right here, I, you know, I inked the rub on my skin because, and I have a lot of other tattoos that relate to that show. Okay. And even this one, Naruto, is another anime I watched that really inspired me. So yeah, you're wearing that shirt yeah, right now. Um, I just picked it up this morning, threw up some, you know, oh. I dressed up nice. Uh, look, man. Uh, again, I just uh, you're so icy. I couldn't really tell everything you else. Skate on was, me if you want. I to. just I, don't do it. <laughs> you slip and fall. <laughs> you got a lot of good lines, man. I don't want you man. to break your hip, my man. Huh? I don't want you to break your hip. No, I'm not going to break my hip. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm. Uh, I, no, I'm. I'm. I'm, an, I'm hey, you in shape? I see I'm, you. I'm nimble Flex for a 50 year old, Israel. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not going to get in the cage. I could not. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that dance that you did. Two I step. Mean, I'll show you a little two step real quick. That's all you need. Is that it? Yeah, two okay. step. Yeah. Well, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to keep you for a television uh, only segment, and okay. then you'll try and teach Show me you all a little that two-step. Yes, right. I'd like to do that. Okay. I, I think, you know, I limbered up. I did a workout yesterday. Um, <laughs> You're right. How's the well, foot? My, my, I have Foot's plantar okay? fasciitis in yeah. my left foot, um, you know, uh, but, you know, that's just neither here nor there. Sounds fancy. This is either going to be great. Or not so. Mm-hmm. All right, Israel. Uh, what are we doing here right now? You've, by the way, you've equipped me with some yeah, of your ice. Got you dripped up. Skating, I'm all I'm skating dri- on them. Okay, so what are we doing here? All right, just a quick, quick number, like okay. what I did. Okay. We're gonna be in the huddle, and we're gonna okay. count like one, one. Two, two, one, two, three, three four. four. Now I want you to chest pop. Okay. Boom. All and right. Step forward. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna. Grab your crutch right there. Okay. Cajones, okay. And I want you to lean to the left. Yes. Back. Don't throw your hip out. Okay, thank you. Right. Yes. And forward. Okay. That's it. Okay. Uh, so, and we can use this music? Yeah. Okay, what Shout song? Out to is big it? rules. Okay. Hike to hike. Okay, hit it. All right. Okay, man. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in a huddle. Huddle. Right? Yeah. Wait, wait for the beat to drop. Turn that up. Turn it up, Mike. Come on Pop now. That. <laughs> ready? Yeah. Uh, then five, six. Yeah. Five, six, seven. seven. Chest pop. Boom. Forward. Crutch. Crutch, guy. Mm, 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 mm. There we go. That's simple. I'm gonna mop somebody out. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons here. Second to last day for me. I'll be back again tomorrow. Yeah. They were trying to track down Action Bronson tomorrow. That guy's been in the gym. He's been getting in shape. 
going to eat all that, that deliciousness. You got you to get in shape and uh, actually really commit to the gym. So hopefully we'll catch up with, with him tomorrow. But I love to do this last segment, go around the world. We'll, Famous celebrity birthdays. What's happening today, Robert? Yeah, super fun. So July 22nd, one day before the greatest day of the year, TJ. <laughs> Don Henley, Mike, from the Eagles. Oh, yeah. 74 today. Also shares a birthday with Danny Glover, 74. Ooh. What's your Danny favorite Danny Glover. Glover movie? Yeah, I mean, obviously the Lethal, Lethal Weapons Weapon. hold a special place. And we did shout out, sorry to bother you, earlier, which is not on my list. Uh, well, I love Danny Glover. He's had a great career. Ever interview him? I have interviewed Danny Glover a few times at Sundance over the years. He was wearing uh, Skeletos shoes. Those shoes oh, that have no. like yeah, 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 individual yeah. slots for He's your toes. one of those guys? Yeah. I was like, all right, Danny Glover. Might have been the, junker for sh- the junket for Shooter. I don't remember, but I remember once interviewing wow. Danny Glover and just talking the entire time about his Skeletos. Yeah, didn't see that coming. <laughs> okay, uh, Terrence Stamp, 82 Ooh. today. Albert Brooks, the great Albert Brooks. My cousin, Albert Brooks. Well. Yeah, I think we're cousins. Wait, really? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'll find out exactly how, but my dad says we're cousins. I don't know. How. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Albert Brooks. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, Albert Brooks. Willem Dafoe getting a lot of love today. Oh, I love yeah. Willem yeah. Dafoe. You know, I made the mistake a few years ago of not putting the Florida Project on my top 10. The year he was nominated for an Oscar. That film is incredible. He manages a rundown motel oh, yeah. in Orlando, and it's about a young family as they're trying to survive, and he's overlooking this motel, and it's just a tour de force performance, and uh, that's a movie I, I, I encourage everybody to go check out, The Florida Project. Also, you know, famous end of platoon there, spoiler oh, alert, yeah. where you get Sean Michaels, TJ, 56 Ooh, today Sean for the Heartbreak One half Great of the Rockers. Kid. Where's Marty Jannetty, huh? <laughs> Love Sean Michaels. The, the greatest of all time, Sean Michaels. Do you think he's the greatest? He's, you're wrestling Mount Rushmore. Sean Michaels, first spot, George Washington? Uh, no, if, if he's not the first if spot. If, if you're talking who TJ like loved to watch the most, Sean Michaels is on there. But if I'm going to say like a realistic... Wrestling Mount yeah, Rushmore. Realistic wrestling I Mount can't Rushmore. Ha- then it would be, it would have to be Hogan. Yep. It would have to be Stone Cold. The Rock. The Rock took it to know. new heights. I don't. That's the thing because took you have Stone Cold level. and The Rock are Stone kind of like the same era. Like right. yeah, Ric Flair has to be on there. Yeah, but there. so are Magic and Bird. I look at them like that. Yeah, but there's only the problem with there's only four spots. Only four spots. Yeah, and, and you've tough. got and you you've got to look spots. at look at maybe Andre the Giant. You've got to look Andre. at Bruno San Martino. Bruno. You know, those Macho guys are man. Huge. You gotta put Macho Man on there too. I, I, on the all time Mount Rushmore, I that's gave you everything tough. you wanted from a wrestler. But if gave you're you like story, I said, gave my you own power, personal Yeah. Gave you tragedy, hope. Oh yeah, love. brother. I'm talking to you, you Ben Lions. Yeah. Iconic pregame, postgame. He's everything for a wrestler. I put yeah. Macho Man on my I actually mouth used right. the Macho Man line with Adnan, and I said he had a cup of coffee, and that was a big Macho Man kind of cup of coffee in the big leagues. Oh, yeah. You do have a, you do have a really Dig good it. Nobody line. sold he more processed meat. <laughs> no one on the face of the earth. Oh, yes. Snap into a Slim Jim. Nobody oh, has yeah, sold brother. more processed meat in the history of earth. Actually, I have a Macho Man right here. There There's a go. picture of him down here by Howell Haney Art going like, against Ric Flair at WrestleMania. Like Macho Man, minor league baseball player before yeah. he became a professional wrestler. Gotta find some of that that footage. We need some deep sabermetrics analytics on the Macho Man in AA ba- uh, baseball. Uh, who was better in minor league baseball, Macho Man or Michael Jordan? Oh, I gotta go check the stats. Kurt Russell. Some deep nerdy. I had a problem nerdy, with the uh, hanging saber, curve, uh, Analytics yeah. there. Uh, David Spade <laughs> birthday today. Yeah. Favorite day 
interaction with him? Uh, nothing professional. <laughs> a few uh, off the yeah, record. Nothing yeah. professional with David Spade over the years. Shout out Playboy Mansion. You know? <laughs> Man, who else is having a birthday? <laughs> Albert Robertson, one of the Albert great Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, yeah, uh, like Buck Renaissance. You know, they put Brandon Jennings in the parade. Are you going to see... Uh, you know, Alvin Robertson on, on a float in Milwaukee today? <laughs> I don't know. I'm totally down with Brandon Jennings. Paul Pressey? Sure. <laughs> why not? Why not? If Sidney Moncrief is not front and center at this parade, though, I'm a little upset with the Sidney Moncrief, you say? Yes. Yeah. No, if, if the Knicks are ever able to figure out, if John Starks isn't there in a, in a, you know, in a convertible going down the Canyon of Heroes, then we're doing something wrong here. So I guess Brandon Jennings celebrating in Milwaukee is a cool thing today. Yeah, well, That's you cool. said the Knicks are never going to win in your lifetime. No, they're so not. Like I said, even, I prefaced it. Matter. Let's just yeah. say yeah. that we lived a different timeline, but no, we're living the timeline that we're destined to right now. Right. Uh, let's, let's just play some of this. We have uh, the parade was epic today. You're going to see a lot of P.J. Tucker Clips. I think he was the big star. He yeah. had a giant bottle of Ace of Spades. Nice. Chugged it on stage while talking about how the Bucks were dogs. But uh, Giannis spoke as well. Let's hear from him right now from the MVP of the NBA Finals, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Your brother is right over there. T.A., what up, T.A.? I know you can't speak for him, but what do you think he would want this crowd to know at this moment? Milwaukee, we did it, baby. We did it. We did it, man. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. Oh, that's awesome. This is our city. This is our league. This is our world. Giannis it's going to be the, the summer. Uh, I mean, he, he, Giannis, also, huh? he also talks about how, you know, if you would have told him 10 years ago when they were living in their car and selling trinkets on the streets. All three brothers would be NBA champions. It's just, it's just remarkable. Actually, we have some cool video. Giannis like shot a free throw off of, off of one of the buses. <laughs> one, <laughs> two, two, three, three four, <laughs> five. Good for him. I mean, oh, he's making fun fantastic. of everybody for right? counting the whole time. Yeah. On the I road. don't see anybody like, in the crowd in Milwaukee counting hundred dollar <laughs> bills. This is like the greatest thing of all time. Good Giannis is him. the man. Like, I don't care how long this celebration goes. I hope it goes right up until opening night. Like, it's so cool. Happy for the city of Milwaukee. Like, those guys deserve it. It's awesome. You know, one of the coolest things when it got brought up to his attention that he and his brothers had the rings during the postgame, just the yell that he let out. Just, like, it was so cool. He he seemed like his happiness went up another meter when that was brought up. Like, all three of you now. Oh, champion. yeah, because he didn't want to sit at the dinner table anymore and hear it from his other brother <laughs> yeah. that he had a ring, and he didn't. He didn't want to hear that anymore. <laughs> so that was it's amazing. really cool. It's, it's, what, a, what a life journey, it's amazing, and it's just yeah. getting started. Yeah. Think about the global impact he's going to have, the inspiration, how many young kids in Milwaukee and around the world are watching him and wanting to aspire to be that. What a great thing for the league to just wrap their arms around and, and continue on in the selling of the, the, the tradition and the history and the narrative of the NBA, I feel like out of all the leagues, all the sports, they have just like the best connective tissue to the past in terms of passing of the baton and talking about which guy getting to the top of the mountain. And now it's Giannis's turn, and he's enjoying every moment. It's Giannis's it. turn. I think I, I think TJ's dead on. He's the face of the NBA now. He's the best player in the NBA. He's taken that that torch, that mantle, and still it's, can't pull it's off, his cut off white jeans with graffiti on them. But not a lot of guys can. <laughs> 
That's a hard Might be look. the finals MVP. Two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, five-time all-star. Tough to rock the jorts. <laughs> Let's be honest. They were probably in the trunk of his car because he hasn't been home yet. Like He was like, I got to find oh, something to wear. I'm going like, to the parade today. Hold on one second. I need to go back home and get these spray-painted uh, cut-off white jeans. I'll be right back. I mean, Giannis hasn't slept. I think he's just been like slamming champagne and cigars. No, and, when, when you know that when, when like, your fuel is Chick-fil-A, you know you're not in a good spot. Like, <laughs> we've all been there where we need Chick-fil-A to keep us going. Usually it's at the Vegas airport, not on top of a bus in Milwaukee with uh, Larry O'Brien. Midday. Trophy. And I Larry. want... I want I want all of us, you know, like previous generation had the Arnold Palmer. I want to p- make a push for the Giannis. I saw you put that up. I want to push is fantastic. this. In the video where he's ordering Chick-fil-A, yes. he gets the half Sprite, half lemonade. No ice. No ice. No ice. We, we need to try that out. We gotta, we gotta have some Giannis's on set right, for your we'll guys' birthday. We're tomorrow. Tomorrow. We bringing them in tomorrow. Right. Right. We're making some Giannis's. Ben Lyons in for Rich. Appreciate all the guests on the show. We'll do it again tomorrow right here on the Rich Eisen Show.